All right, we're live. Today we're here with Leah Marie Mazur, who is a certified divorce recovery coach and founder of Mindfully Ready. She specializes in helping moms find her inner peace, happiness, and self-love after divorce. She also provides a safe, judgment-free community for women rebuilding after divorce in her private Facebook group, Divorced and Empowered. She can be find, uh, find, found at uh, mindfullyready.com and Mindfully Ready on all social media channels. Uh, if you could, I just want to give a brief uh, overview of you, Leah. Um, I think I was just going through all your social media, watching some of your TikToks, and you're TikTok famous. <laughs> I have I have a good following. I you do. do. You do. So get, tell us a little bit more about you. And I really want, like I was telling you off camera, my clients are, <clears throat> excuse me, about to get divorced, considering divorce in the middle of a divorce or on the other side of the divorce. And you have um, some uh, memberships, you have a, a bunch of coaching, group coaching, and courses people can take for both, you know, um, money uh, questions, maybe coming out of divorce, healing and empowerment, parenting plans. And I really like your divorce prep uh, that you guys do. So I, I we'll get into that um, more on the show and then also talk about how you got into this and all that good stuff. Okay, sounds good. So how did you get into this? So I'll take you back a, a, a little bit so you have a better idea. Um, yeah, when, when I was 16 years old, I actually witnessed my mom have an asthma attack in our home and pass away. Uh, it was very, very traumatic, obviously very sudden. And five years later, my dad died of pancreatic cancer. So mm. by 21, I was really alone in the world. I'm an only child. I was dealing with really deep-seated abandonment issues and low self-esteem from the loss of both parents. And I didn't realize it at the time, but my coping mechanism essentially became serial monogamy. I spent years and years just hopping from relationship to relationship because I didn't know how to be alone. I was afraid of being alone and I had no self-esteem. And so it really wasn't until my second divorce that I had my aha moment and I realized, okay, I don't want to keep doing this. I need to figure out why I'm making the choices I'm making. Why am I choosing the partners I am? Why do I keep finding myself in this situation? And that's when I dove into all of my healing. Um, I did all the that inner work that we talk about to get myself to a place where I could feel fulfilled and whole and happy all by myself, which in turn completely changed all the choices that I was making in my life. And so then I essentially had all of these tools and all of these methods and all of this information that I could share with other women who were going through divorce. You know, from, from my experience, having gone through it twice, um, I have a lot of information on this topic. And so a lot of things that worked for me and helped me to the other side. And so I, I started a coaching business to, to help other women transition through all the stuff that comes up with divorce, like guilt and shame and feelings of failure and all that fun stuff that we have to deal with when we're when we're transitioning into that new chapter. So that's interesting. So you brought a lot of your own experiences to the table, and I'm guessing that is that is kind of where your coaching program comes from. But where does the certified part come from? Do you have to go through some specialized training or present your material to some type of organization to to be certified? So as a coach, you actually aren't technically, for anybody who's thinking about being a coach, you don't have to be certified at all, but I wanted one. So I, I got a certification as a life coach. And then I also have a mindfulness practice certification. I took it online. It's kind of modules you have to take. You have to pass a test at the end. Um, and then, but I didn't, 
what I've learned through through kind of my own journey is if you try to help everyone, you help no one. So you really have to be specific in, in who you're trying to help. And for me, I wanted to not just be a life coach, right? I wanted to help a specific person with a specific problem. And directly related to what you'd been through and you're kind of, you felt like you specialized in based on your experiences. Yes. Gotcha. So you touched on um, going into multiple monogamous relationships. And I think you had mentioned, I was watching on one of your videos, the fear of, let me butcher this, but uh, women being fearful of falling into the same scenario they're, they're getting out of. Can you talk about that? Yeah. A lot of my clients who come out of especially toxic relationships, one of their biggest fears about putting themselves back out there again is, well, how do I know I'm not going to find myself in the same kind of situation? And there's really two things that you can do to, to help prevent that. One is that self-reflection piece. When you come out of a relationship, it's really easy to point fingers and play the blame game, right? Well, he did this and he did that and he did this. That's why this didn't work. But you, you did play a role of some kind. So it's important to understand what role you played so that you can empower yourself and make different choices in the future. For example, what boundaries were you not setting in that relationship? What red flags did you miss or ignore? Where were you mentally and emotionally when you chose that partner, when you started that relationship? Were you feeling some kind of void with that partner, right? That's step one. The second important part of this is taking things slow. Time. Time is is your tool because everybody's on their best behavior in the beginning of relationships. And so if you're worried about getting back into a relationship with somebody who's toxic or narcissistic, that's a role that that person, you know, they can't be on their best behavior forever. So when you slow things down and you let time show their true colors, that is what's going to help you prevent from rushing into a relationship with somebody who then turns out to be somebody that's not good for you. Is that, excuse me, is that part of what your courses cover in, because I want to talk about two aspects of this, your, your divorce planning, I believe it's what's called um, coaching portion. And then on the, once they're complete with that is how to recover, correct? So I have a couple of different options. I, I have an online course that's more specifically designed to help you heal and rebuild your self-esteem. Um, so that has modules that you can take in a course workbook and all kinds of stuff to help you through that. There's also group coaching. If you want more one-on-one -on -one unique, you know, support for your specific situation. And then I have a workshop that I do every few months with three other divorce coaches. So that is for somebody who is kind of on the precipice of divorce or in the middle of the actual process itself. It's myself helping you through the mental and emotional side of it. Uh, Samantha Boss, who is going to help you with the parenting plan side of it and co-parenting with a high conflict partner. There's uh, Alex Beatty, who she specializes mm -hmm. in helping you prep and plan. So like getting your essential documents together, what kind of questions should you be asking your attorney, things like that. And then Ebony Byrne, and she's a divorce money coach. So she helps you with all the financial aspect of things. So the four of us team up and do a 90 minute workshop to give you all kinds of tools and tips and tricks and things to avoid. Um, and then there's a Q&A session as well. And are people entering this program but you said the precipice, are they doing it before they're in the middle of a divorce? Are they doing this before they've contacted an attorney? Is this sound like this would work either in either case, but maybe 
uh, even better, the sooner the better, meaning get get yeah. this out, would you, would you say? The, yeah, the workshop where you get all four coaches, 100%, you know, the more information you have, the more confident you'll feel and the less overwhelmed, you know, less overwhelmed you'll feel. Um, for as far as my online course and group coaching, a, a lot of people come to me when they're still kind of in the middle of it or towards the, the, the tail end of their process or the divorce is finalized and now they're in this new chapter and they're like, now what? Like, who am I? What do I want? How do I heal? How do I get over this and start stop looking behind me? How do I feel better about myself and release this anger or guilt or whatever they're kind of hung up on so that they can enjoy their their new chapter? You know, I've talked to more and more people that yours is the first, you're the first I've talked to that has a recovery pro, um, I'm sorry, a, a planning and, and a uh, recovery component to it. There's, there's people known by different names, divorce coach, financial coaches and all that. And it just, one thing that rings true in every um, conversation is that it's such a needed um, service because women specifically seem to be underserved or underrepresented in the divorce process, what are you seeing or experiences with your clients? What are they going through? A lot of it is just fear of the unknown. It's it's such an overwhelming thing. I mean, it, divorce is one of the hardest things that somebody can go through. It's right under like death of a loved one. It, it, it's considered a trauma, actually. And so when you're dealing with something that's so huge and something that is going to bring so much upheaval in your life, that's very scary and overwhelming. And especially if you're dealing with somebody who is maybe, you know, you don't know how they're going to react or, or what, what they're going to do. And so the more information you can get, the more tools you can get, the more, the more kind of stuff you have in your tool belt, the easier it is to navigate through that process. And the other side, you know, there's, there's two buckets to divorce. There's the business bucket, right? You're paying your attorney. You got to get the business stuff done. You have to sign certain paperwork. You have to have certain documents, but then there's the emotional bucket and you don't want to be dumping your emotional bucket on your attorney's desk because you right. are going to spend lots and lots and lots of money and probably not even get the best advice or the best tools. Cause that's not their wheelhouse. They just want to get, get your divorce finalized. So it's super important to get support by people who can help guide you through all of the stuff that is going on in your head and in your heart. And you talking about obstacles, um, what, what obstacles are you seeing other than just the, the fear side of things? There's a lot of self-esteem stuff that comes up, especially for parents. You know, I have a lot of moms who are dealing with all that mom guilt. Mm -hmm. They know that the divorce is kind of the only option for them at the point that they found themselves. But then they have all of that inner dialogue. Am I doing the right thing? Did I give up too soon? What if, what if, what if, am I ruining my kids' lives, right? That, that negative self-talk can keep you stuck for years. And so when you're working through that guilt and the shame and the, you know, the feelings of I failed, um, it all really all comes back to the conversations you're having with yourself and, and gaining tools to help shift that inner dialogue to change the way you feel. Our a question I wrote down is, are, are all of your clients, do they have to be high conflict to use to, for your workshop to be useful? No, no. Yeah. yeah a lot of, a lot of the clients um, do have high conflict. Um, but there are also many people who are dealing with uh, amicable divorces and just need support and guidance through that kind of next phase of their life. 
Yeah, because that, that's what I, I specialize is in the amicable side of divorce cases. So I just thought your program would also be good for folks trying to figure out, you know, what they need to get together, what this might look like for them on the other side. Definitely. Both of my divorces were amicable, actually. And so, um, yes, it is possible to be able to get get divorced and co-parent and and have that be, um, you know, kind of a conflict-free scenario. And even if, like, if someone were to, you know, use your course and because of that, I think a lot of people... There are people that hire attorneys because of their fear factor. Maybe they could be amicable, but just there's this fear they don't, the unknown. So they just, they get an attorney and then end up having those costs simply because of the fear factor. Whereas perhaps they would take your course, realize what they need to get together, get together, and then they could go through an, an amicable divorce versus having that fear, as you mentioned, causing those emotional reactions, which then causes the dollars to add up. You can. Yeah. That divorce team workshop will, will definitely kind of give you an insight on what your next steps need to be with where you're at. Um, and even uh, using um, mediation can save you a lot of money, even if you just kind of you do still need that third party. But instead of jumping right to an attorney, maybe work with a mediator to to, to kind of take it easy on your wallet. Yep. There's definitely different rungs you can you can use when going up the um, the conflict scale. Do you um, with your program and what do you guys do? Do you guys kind of coexist while they're going through the process? Like, are, is your team there to answer questions while they're maybe going through litigation or they're having, you know, they have an attorney on their side? Are they still using you guys as a resource through that process? Yeah. So, so the four of us have completely different coaching businesses and we decided to come together to create this workshop. It's just a 90 minute live workshop where we can give all of the best tools from what we see our clients needing and share it with them. And then from that workshop, each participant can determine where they need the most support. So once they kind of hear everything and they get better insight as to what they need the most support with, then they can decide to move forward with a specific coach and continue to get support based on whatever obstacles they're facing. So that would be a program that would be beyond the scope of the initial workshop. You guys would kind of maybe detail what, what their needs are moving forward. Yes. Perfect. So I had some questions I just kind of wanted to, to hit on that you kind of, uh, one of these questions off your pod match that you're ready to answer. Um, what, and we talked about some of the obstacles, but other than the emotional and the fear, is there, financial unknowns or unaware of financial, how finances work. Maybe their, their husband took care of the finances and now they're, they're being thrown at this all at the one time. Financial is definitely an obstacle. Um, that specifically wouldn't be my wheelhouse. That's where I would refer them to the other divorce right. coach that specializes in that. Financial is always something. Co-parenting is a struggle. Um, but for me, what I see with my clients, again, it's more the mental and emotional stuff. So okay. um, it's that that low self-confidence or that fear of I'm going to now what? Like, I'm going to be alone forever. I have all this baggage. No one's going to want me. That kind of thing. Um, because when you're when you're recovering from divorce, you're usually not in a great place mentally and emotionally. You feel like you failed at something or you, or if, if your spouse was the one who left, then you feel like, well, it was something about me. I wasn't good enough. I, I'm not worthy, right? It's all that inner dialogue. And so it, it's going to all come back to doing the things that you need to do to change your perspective 
and have a healthier inner dialogue so that you can change the way you feel. Um, and, and like, and like we talked about earlier, another really big fear is, well, how do I know that I'm not going to wind up in the same kind of relationship? And we kind of touched on that already. Yeah. You, and you'd mentioned, um, women are worried about, um, being alone. What, what advice do you have for, for women that are thinking that? What, I mean, what do, what do you tell them? Yeah. And that's tough. And that was something that, that I struggled with, with, which is why I wound up with two divorces. Cause after the first one, I didn't do anything that you're supposed to do. I did all the wrong things, hopped right back into another relationship for the wrong reasons. Um, so when you're learning how to be alone, um, there's a few things that you can do. One is nurture relationships that you already have with friends, with family, things like that. Because even though you're not married anymore, you're not walking around on this planet all by yourself. You do have people. So use those people, spend time with them. Another really, really, really big thing that you can do is find a creative outlet. That is going to do so many things for you. It, it will not only help you figure out who you are, you're learning about yourself. It's going to build your confidence. It's going to help you pass the time. And it's going to open up opportunities for you to meet like-minded people, for you to make new relationships. Um, after my after my second divorce, I decided to join a band. I had always loved to sing, and it was something that I never really did, you know, did anything with. Uh, but I was like, you know what? New new chapter, new me. So as my marriage was crumbling, I'm like, okay, I need to do different things that I've never done before. And I joined a classic rock cover band and I was singing and I loved it. It was something I looked forward to. It boosted my confidence like nothing else. It opened up all these new relationships for me. And it was something that I looked, I looked forward to. I was excited about doing it. So having a creative outlet can, can really completely change your, your new chapter. And just doing things, you have to be willing to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and do things maybe that you thought about or that you had always wanted to do, but you never really took the plunge. Like maybe there's a dance class you wanted to sign up for, or you wanted to take a solo trip or a girlfriend's weekend getaway or pick up that camera and start doing those, you taking photography, do the things that you're kind of called to do. And that's how you find those passions and you find those creative outlets and things that help you feel more fulfilled and less lonely. Are you finding that these are passions that the women always had and maybe was just not fulfilled because of the marriage? It was, it was it blocked or they didn't have time or why, why are they, why weren't they fulfilling these passions before? I think it's some of that. I think it's, they feel like they don't have time, you know, when they're juggling a relationship and kids and things like that, or, um, you kind of lose pieces of yourself sometimes in a marriage and, or, or women stop putting themselves first. They, they stop making themselves the priority and they're, they're putting themselves on the back burner. And so I think when you're recovering from divorce, that's your opportunity to reinvent yourself and to find yourself again and to get your glow back and to, to do the things that you always wanted to do or that you didn't have time for before and explore that part of yourself. The um, something that comes to mind is when, when there is a separation or a divorce, that there's a, a loss of identity. Are you, are your clients struggling with that? Where that first they were the, you know, before they were the spouse of their, their husband and they had joint friends, mutual friends, things they would do. And maybe those, they're not going to that 4th of July party anymore. 
Yeah, definitely. There, there's a lot of that loss of identity and doing things like getting creative outlets and nurturing relationships with your friends and family and, and, and stepping outside of your comfort zone. That helps you figure out who you are. Um, journaling is also a really, really great tool. I mean, that's something that, ther- you know, when I was working with therapists, they were t- telling me that I needed to journal. And I talk about that all the time because it's a lot easier to make sense of everything that's going on inside when you get it out on paper. And that can actually put you on that path of finding yourself and finding your new identity. Um, we, we do sometimes find ourselves having, you know, mom, like mom is my identity or wife is my identity. And the fact of the matter is you're, you're multifaceted. That is just one part of who you are. That doesn't have to be the whole box. And so when you're learning how to create this new life for yourself, it's important to not put yourself in that box and to say, you know what, I'm all these things. I could be, I could be a mom and I can be a photographer and I could be a singer and I could be a teacher and I could do whatever, all, all of the things that I feel like I'm called to do. And does your, your coaching, does it kind of walk them down all of these paths kind of like a starts as a wide funnel and at the other end, they kind of come out, you know, in, in one piece? Yes. And that's something that my, my online course is perfect for. So if, if you're whoever's listening, if you're somebody who you're like, I just don't know who I am. I need to find myself again. I need to find my identity. The online course would be perfect for you. So, and that's, that is which course I was looking at your site. Yeah. Is that the if membership or the that's the online page, course? Yeah. If What's you're on that? the services page, it is, it's called confidence ever after it's an online course. Confidence ever after services. Yeah, because I wanted to kind of go over some of these different memberships, if that's okay, just to, um, so you have the next chapter. Right. So that's a monthly membership that we just started, which is so awesome. Uh, That just opened, open enrollment was on Monday. We've already got almost 100 people in there. Um, That is a, is a, it's a monthly membership where every single week you get an exclusive training on different topics that are touching your life in this post-divorce chapter of your life. And it's held by myself, the certified divorce recovery coach, and then also Samantha Boss, who's a divorce coach who specializes in co-parenting and parenting plans. So we've got tons of information for you there. And this particular program, it, it, you said it's a month, it's the monthly membership. Correct? Yes, it's only 30 bucks and you can cancel anytime. So you get you get at least four one-hour trainings from two different coaches for 30 bucks, even if you only come one month. Awesome. And then the Confidence Ever After? Yep. So that's the online course. So that's perfect. If you're coming out of divorce, you want to heal, release that guilt, shame, feelings of failure, find yourself again, rebuild your self-esteem. So which course would someone use if they, so if they're going to, they're looking at getting divorced, that would be more of the your main coach, not the online and and not the the monthly coaching. It'd be more of the workshop, correct? Yes. If you're looking, if you're in those early stages, I would highly recommend the divorce team workshop because then you're getting four coaches who specialize in four different aspects of your divorce, where you can get a ton of information to help you moving forward, and then again help you gain some insight on okay, this is what where I really need to focus on, or here's where I'm really feeling stuck and I need more information. And what's the best way to for people to to find out which would be best for their needs? Is that through booking a consultation with you or just 
Definitely. Yeah. If you go through the services page and you're like, "Mm, I'm not sure like which one is the right fit for me. I would, I would recommend scheduling a consultation so that I can get a little more information on where you're at and what you're struggling with or what your questions are, and then guide you to whatever the best fit would be for you. Perfect. So what was interesting about um, some of the things you said earlier, was it seemed like there's a, there's a lot of, I wrote down negative self-talk, like, I'm a mother or, you know, a failure or whatever that those, that talk is, is, is it different for women than men? If you know, is it, do women go through that more than, than a man would, for instance? I don't know. I, I, I only coach women. Um, I'm sure that everybody going through a divorce has that negative self-talk. I don't think anybody, you know, finalizes their divorce and, and, um, thinks that, you know, I don't know, doesn't do any kind of self-reflection. I mean, I would hope. Um, But yeah, because of divorce, unfortunately, in this day and age, there's still a stigma, which is so silly, in my opinion, uh, for how many divorces happen every minute. Um, It shouldn't be something that people should be ashamed of. You know, no one gets married thinking that they're going to get divorced. Uh, And and only, uh, you know, no, no good marriage ends in divorce. And so I think you have to give yourself grace and, and, If you've tried everything and at the end of the day, it's just not going to work because it does take two people, right? You could be one that is trying everything under the sun, but if that other person isn't also doing it, it's, you can't do anything with that. You only have control over you. Um, So if divorce ends up being that kind of the, the, the last option, um, it's okay. I, I, it's, it's okay. And, and, and you both deserve to be happy. And I think that you have to do what you have to do. And then you also need to do that self-reflection piece. Like I was talking about is, okay, so I've got divorced. It's easy for me to say, well, they did this and they didn't do this. And they were supposed to do this and point those fingers and, and play that blame game. But you will do yourself a disservice if you don't also try to understand the role that you played in that marriage and in that divorce, because that wisdom is what's going to help you make better choices moving forward. So kind of in wrapping up here, you they've decided that they're going to get divorced. They have the fear, the anxiety and the negative self-talk. They come into, you know, they do a consultation with you. They have one, you know, they go through one of your programs or all of your programs for the various needs that they have. Post-divorce, what what do you think the biggest mistake women are making after they're divorced? Rushing into a relationship too soon. And I was there. I did the same thing. So I get it. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why this happens. You, you may have been in a relationship where you didn't get that kind of uh, intimacy or attention for a long time. And you're, you're feeling like you're, you uh, kind of have an empty cup that you need filled. Um, you don't know how to be alone you are bored, you have low self-esteem. And so you need that self-esteem boost from someone else. And there's, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, or you just feel like, well, no one's going to want me. I have all this baggage. I'm going to be alone forever. So as soon as somebody is interested, then, you know, you, you kind of want to jump on it, but that's not a healthy place to start a a relationship, right? You want to make sure that you're not dating to fill any kind of void that you have in you. You've got to do the work to get yourself to a place where you feel happy and whole and fulfilled all by yourself, where you can create a life that feels good to you all by yourself. That will put you in the best possible position to choose your ideal partner. Because then when you date, you're not going to have, um, you're going to have a lot higher standards. You're going to have deal breakers, right? You are going to be setting boundaries. Um, You're not going to be kind of relying on that 
outcome. You're going to say, well, if this works out, great bonus, right? You're adding value to my life. But if it doesn't, that's okay too. I don't need it to work out in order for me to be happy. It, it surprised me a bit that that you that you're telling me that um, people they're moving to relationships too fast because I, I would think that that would be part of the anxiety of the divorce is you know post divorce now having to go back out dating and and doing all that are, are oh they definitely do it scared yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah there's anxiety there but I think that's that's also a, a flag a, a kind of a flag for you to go okay maybe I'm not ready because you it should be more fun than that. If you, if you are nervous about it, you have anxiety about it, then that's a sign that you're not ready and you're not in that place where you should be dating. I think that when you're in a good place, there's so much less pressure and you can go out on dates and just have fun for the sake of just meeting people and dating. And again, if it works out, great. But if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm, I don't have all that pressure. I don't need it to work out. What didn't I ask you? What should we leave everyone with in closing? Because you've been an invaluable resource and I hope it's okay. I want to put links to your courses on my website. Um, just because sure, I handle divorce doesn't mean I'm pro-divorce. I've been married 28 years, so um, but I'm here to make it amicable for them in any way I can. And I can't, I don't have all those resources at my fingertips, but folks like you that can help them stay that way, you know, all the better. Yes. For anyone's listening, um, I just want you to know that you're not alone because divorce can be so isolating. Um, it's not often that you're experiencing a divorce and you have someone close to you in your life who's going through one at the same time. So you feel very alone in the process, but you're not. Um, your feelings are valid. Someone shares a similar story. So I encourage you to just get support. You know, there, I have a private free support group. Again, like you mentioned, it's called Divorce and Empowered or, or the many other support groups that are available to you. I encourage you to at least join them so that you have other people to lean on, to talk to, to vent to, and to uh, gain wisdom from those who have kind of come before you. Leah, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming on. I think you had some very good points to make people feel not alone and, and know that they can get through this. You know, I've talked to so many people that, um, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's not all bad on the other end of divorce. It's not going to be, it's not going to ruin your life. It's not the, it may seem like it's the end of the world. And you probably know this better than me. It's, it's, it's people are coming out on the other side. Okay. Absolutely. It, it is an ending, but it's also a beginning of a really beautiful new chapter. Well, I hope to stay in touch with you and maybe send some clients your way, Leah. Awesome. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> All right. My pleasure.